You're listening to the West End Frame Show. Hello and welcome to the West End Frame Show. I'm your host and West End Frame editor, Andrew Tomlins. I hope you're well and having a lovely August. Uh, As you know, we're off for the month, but I had to get back behind the mic and record an Edinburgh Fringe episode because basically at the start of this month, I went to Edinburgh to see lots of shows. Uh, Ed Fringe was in full force and I need to tell you all about it. I wasn't actually as hardcore as usual. I don't think I was that hardcore last year really either. I used to, in the old days of Western Frame, like review five or six shows a day for a week and would be seeing those shows and writing up reviews and doing it the same the next day. And it was exhausting. So basically, this year I went up and um, went through to Edinburgh for two days. On the first day, I saw two shows, had a really lengthy gap in between, was catching up with friends and having a lovely time. And then on the second day, I was a bit more hardcore. I saw four shows. However, it just so worked out that they were all in the same venue. So I wasn't running up and down hills and battling through rain. I was very comfortable. I was utilising my day in Pleasant's Courtyard, trialling and sampling the different food and offer, um, using their toilet. It was all very glamorous and all very lovely. I feel like I've finally cracked Ed Fringe after all of these years. So let's get into it. First up, I saw a show called Tink, which is a new play by Cat Cleave and the West End's very own Lizzie Connolly. You would have heard her on this podcast before. It's a one-person show, Cat Cleave stars in the piece, um, and it follows the journey of Tink, who's a young fairy, as she navigates the challenges of growing up. There's some lovely music along the way. It was a really lovely first show to see with a really great message. It basically offers a really relatable experience for both young and adult audiences, touching on themes of identity, resilience, and embracing one's inner light. I saw it with a bunch of friends and some found it really struck them quite deeply and they were kind of surprised by that. I thought it was powerful. Kat gave a really compelling performance. It's not trying to be too in your face and I guess it was a gentle watch um it's not taking you on a mad journey where there's tons at stake but it kind of makes you think and it was really sweet and I think it really resonated and it's nice to see something that is simple and heartfelt and I'd be really interested to see where this piece goes but also maybe more so where Kat and Lizzie go I think they Maybe you're onto something and I think, well, I know Lizzie better. Like Lizzie's so talented and can do so many different things from directing to writing to obviously acting and singing and all of everything. This is an exciting direction to go down because she's created something that's so, with Kat, that's so real and um, honing in on some things that audiences will really be struck by. So Tinker's selling out, one of the, hit to the fringe and it runs at underbelly bristow square through to the 20th of 
August. Next up, I saw Boy Out the City, which is Declan Bennett's one-person show. Uh, You'll know Declan for originating the role of Guy in the West End production of Once. He was also the OG Jesus in the open-air theatre's revival of Jesus Christ Superstar. And most recently, he played the Duke in Moulin Rouge on Broadway, as you do. Boy Out the City is an autobiographical show. Autobiographical is not the easiest word to say in a podcast. And it kicks off with Declan telling us about uh, when he moved from London to Oxford with his boyfriend during the pandemic and then basically his boyfriend gets an acting job which takes him away leaving Declan on his own with his thoughts and lots of alcohol and we see what he went through and how he confronted lots of things such as toxic masculinity and homophobia and men's mental health. Um, And it kind of goes further. I think he really explores the relationship that we have with ourselves and also with each other um, and community. And I guess like being alone with your own thoughts and what that can mean and what that can do. And it goes one step further with the stakes of the pandemic kind of at bay. Uh, the show has been developed and directed by Nancy Sullivan and it's so slick. It's a, one of those examples, magical examples of where all the design and tech elements come together beautifully to take us on a really focused journey. The whole piece had so much focus, like the pace just felt masterful. The lighting felt great. There was elements of kind of almost like physical theatre and stillness. Everything, I felt manipulated in a really good way. It was really powerful, a really great watch. And I would say, if I'm being really honest, I'm a bit over hearing pandemic stories at the moment, but I like this one. I thought it was important and it goes beyond the pandemic and it's just kind of universal. And it also feels truly personal some people lots of people write in a one-person plays this one feels really personal and I felt like I walked out with a lot of compassion and with a lot of a lot of kind of consideration for Declan which you can also apply elsewhere to your own life or when thinking about others and maybe what other people have to go through to come to terms with all sorts of different things that are importance in their life. Boy Up The City had a London run at the Turbine at the end of 2021, but I really hope it could come back to London and have future life. So watch this space. Declan gave the most incredible performance, truly, truly incredible. Defo, one of my top picks at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And if you're there, you should go and see it. Or if your friends are going, you should tell them to go and see it. Boy Out The City runs at Underbelly Cowgate until the 27th of August. Then, day two was kicked off with Four Felons and a Funeral, which is a new musical about a dysfunctional group of queer friends who are on a road trip to scatter their friends' ashes. What could possibly go wrong, I hear you ask? The show explores relationships. It explores compatibility, self-discovery, gender identity allyship and then where it gets really real and interesting well where it did for me anyway was when it kind of explored some problematic viewpoints or points of view held or experienced by some people within the queer community 
So people who sit under the LGBTQIA plus umbrella who maybe don't understand something such as being non-binary. And that's a very real thing and something that I think some people aren't ready to discuss. So it was just interesting to see that being featured in this musical amongst all sorts of other things. I was being really funny and joyous and interesting and yeah... There was, there was lots going on. The show is presented by the Goya Theatre Company, who are out here doing some incredible things. They have two shows at Fringe this year. Four Fellows and a Funeral is written by Sam Woof and Maeve Roberts, who are onto something here. It was an easy, enjoyable watch with terrific performances from an outstanding cast. And I enjoyed this. Like I like seeing queer theatre that delves further than just representing or telling stories of cis white gay men. Obviously those shows are important, but we don't still see enough of kind of lesbian representation or non-binary representation in theatre. Um, so it was great to see this show doing that. And then I just like how it didn't have all the answers. It was just kind of authentic and it feels real. It was funny. It got lots of laughs. A huge congrats to all. It was really entertaining. And I'm excited to see what Goya does next and what else they produce and how they go on, I'm sure, to take the London theatre scene by storm. Um, I'm sure they have all sorts of plans bubbling away, but I like what they are onto here. So Four Fellows and a Funeral runs at the Pleasance Courtyard upstairs until the 27th of August. Okay, stay with me for this one, because then I saw Chris Kirkpatrickmas. Um, like Christmas, but Chris Kirkpatrickmas. Um, which is potentially the most bizarre show I've ever seen in my life. Definitely the most bizarre show I saw at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which I guess is known and all about having weird and wonderful things. Basically, it's about Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC, and, which is a boy band, of course, that Justin Timberlake was part of. And it's kind of like NSYNC meets A Christmas Carol. Uh, so it's set on Christmas Eve in 2009, which is seven years after NSYNC went on their indefinite hiatus. And Chris Kirkpatrick, who was one of the members of NSYNC, has until midnight to make a wish that could potentially change his life forever. <laughs> like... One question the piece asks is, can you imagine a world where NSYNC doesn't exist? <laughs> and what would become of the people involved? Which is, you know, not a thought that has ever crossed my mind before, but something that was really interesting to delve into for an hour. So did this show change my life? No. Um, did I chuckle? Yes. Can I remember that much about it? <laughs> like, no. I've kind of draw a line under it but what I will say this piece has 12 original songs with some brilliant musical references as in references to NSYNC music and just all kind of boy band culture it has a really hard-working cast and it's full of nostalgia I'd say maybe kind of niche nostalgia um but some great humor there were some people around me a couple of people that were laughing their heads off far more than anyone else that they were having the best time and I was so happy for them. And I like that theatre can do that. I think Fringe is all about the weird and the wacky, and this certainly does that. It's parody central. It was wonderful 
weird ad fringe viewing. So Chris Kirkpatrickmas runs at Pleasance 2 at Pleasance Courtyard through to the 28th of August. Then, oh my gosh, I was so excited to go and see Public, the musical, which I saw at the Vault Festival earlier this year. I think that production wasn't even fully staged. Here it is now, developed, fully staged, um, and taking Ed Fringe by storm, which was so exciting. And I felt very smug that I was one of those lucky people that got to see it originally uh, at the vaults. So Public revolves around four unlikely strangers who find themselves trapped together in a gender-neutral public bathroom. They have an hour to kill whilst they're waiting for maintenance to arrive and to set them free. And the group use that time to get to know each other. They clash, they learn, they express themselves, they go on a journey, and most importantly, they sing, and they sing the roof off of that theatre. Again, there's a theme here, I guess, it's another show about identity, but this one's all about kind of connection, and also delves into passion and different viewpoints, and it's very queer and it's all set against this electrifying pop rock score which is full of hits and we need a cast album as soon as possible so Lakey along with Stroud and Notes have created something really special I love seeing the growth I love seeing the journey from uh kind of concert partial staging through to this full-out production with the most incredible cast. So you have Andrew Patrick Walker and Annabelle Marlowe who have reprised their performances from London and they're then joined by Alicia Quarles and Hugo Rowland who are exceptional. With, I mean like the best voices you'll hear at Ed Fringe. I'm sure it'll win awards, I'm sure it will come back to London. I'm excited to see what's next. This was joyous for me and the audience were going wild for it and people felt lucky to be there and it's selling out and doing amazing things. I guess maybe the scenes and the text, there's still more to be done, there's still more to be developed to make it really flow and to make it really settle. But I'm sure it's already settled more since I saw it. Um, But the music is so good and I just need to hear it and the harmonies and just to hear four people who can sing that exceptionally before your eyes at Ed Fringe is a real treat. So Public runs also at Pleasance 2 at Pleasance Courtyard until the 28th of August. And then the final show I saw in Edinburgh was Annabelle Marlowe, Is This Okay? So first of all, impressively, Annabelle literally has an hour between finishing Public and starting her own solo show, which is mind-blowing. Although I guess she's had to warm up twice, which is a blessing. You may have heard Annabelle, she co-hosted the Western Frame show early this year. Um, and on that episode, she was talking about putting this show together. And it was whilst doing the research for the episode that I discovered her original music and totally fell in love with it. It's totally my vibe, kind of singer-songwritery, acoustic-y, um, real, relatable, catchy, almost old-school poppy with a theatrical edge to it of kind of storytelling and good vocal technique and the way she brings that music together to create a show which takes the audience on a journey in this piece is just sheer brilliance so Annabelle basically starts out I assume she says it similarly every night she could have started out the show by saying 
that nothing insanely terrible or harrowing or traumatic has happened to her in her life. So if you're here expecting a hard-hitting story, you're going to be disappointed. And the whole way it was set up, there's a whole kind of off-stage narrative that happens. She kind of creates this chilled vibe where it's funny um, and she tells different stories which all have meaning and then she basically kind of pushes it further and further as she goes. She pushes the boundaries. And then I think she goes on to make some really powerful points whilst being really charming and really funny and really true to herself. She held that room for the entire hour. The music was great. There was all sorts of different vibes. Some laugh out loud, hysterical moments, some touching and powerful moments too. And I need albums, I need a London transfer, I need so much to happen with the show. There was just something really clever and masterful with what she did here. I was like, that's how it's done. I was laughing my head off. I felt like I got to know her better. And I felt like she brought together music and theatre in a really cool way, which I think is easier said than done. You know, great music, insane vocals, like the most insane vocals. And... It was, I think, maybe my favourite hour of this year's Fringe. I had the best time. I had an absolute ball. So go and see it. Annabelle Marlowe is this okay? Runs at the attic at the Pleasance Courtyard through to the 27th of August. So that brings us to the end of my trip. However, there's one more show to discuss, which is Kathy and Stella Solve a Murder. Kathy and Stella was a major hit at last year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival and it's now back in a new, expanded, upgraded version. I didn't get to see it at Fringe, but I did catch a pre-Fringe run-through in the theatre at Arts Ed, uh, the drama school, and it was brilliant. I had so much fun. I was so pleased to be catching it and was in hysterics and can totally understand why it was such a knockout hit last year. The show is created by John Britton and Matthew Floyd-Jones, and it follows besties Kathy and Stella, who are the hosts of a true crime podcast, who find themselves entangled in a whodunit when their favourite author is murdered. They aim to crack the case and become global podcast sensations. I can only dream and wonder what that could possibly feel like. Um, We're spoiled here. We have a cast of West End leads and stars. So Bronte Barber um, and Rebecca Hind lead the cast. Then you have Jodie Jacobs, one of my ultimate favourite people, giving a knockout performance alongside the most incredible ensemble cast. Everyone's brilliant. They're all comedic character actors, literally everywhere, left, right and centre. They're doing everything and giving everything and there's so many laughs. There's some great music. It feels very current. You know, true crime is so in and podcasting, of course. And it's so interesting to see how that comes together in a musical. It's like a new chapter for theatre. And it's great design as well. Great set, great music, um, great orchestra, great band as well. Um, And it feels like Fringe this year could maybe be a launch pad for future life. So that's definitely one to watch out for. I'm sure it'll come to London. I'm sure 
they have exciting plans and I hope this incredible cast stay with it for longer so more people get to see them because they're so brilliant. Uh, Kathy and Stella runs at Underbelly until the 27th of August and then visits the Bristol Old Vic and home in Manchester. So things are already happening. Watch this space. And there we go. It's been lovely to pop back on here for kind of 20 minutes or so and just do a cute little solo episode in the middle of our break. So thank you for listening to this Edinburgh Fringe special episode of the West End Frame Show. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us an Apple podcast or Spotify rating and review. We love hearing from you. So follow West End Frame on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook. Check out our interviews podcast in the frame where there is no summer break and it is still going and I'll be back very soon for a whole new season of stagey catch-ups. <laughs> <laughs>